please subscribe and leave a review of Dorky wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can support the pod if you'd like. You can use PayPal or buy me a coffee. There are links to both methods on Dorky's website and in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much. Hello, this is Dorky. I'm your host, April. This is a podcast about history. I'm going to be discussing events, people, and sometimes just random things from history that interest me and are important. I am absolutely not a historian. I'm just a dork who spends a lot of time watching, reading, listening to anything I can get my hands on about history, and I want to talk about it. I think a lot can be learned from looking into the past, and I'd like to share what I've learned, and my opinion about what I've learned, and I hope you enjoy it. I've been mispronouncing this man's name my whole life. I always pronounced it Otzi, but I found out that it's actually pronounced more like Utzi. I probably still don't have it 100% correct, but please know that I tried to get it right. In 1991, two German tourists were hiking in the Utzel Alps along the Austrian-Italian border when they came across what they believed to be the body of an old mountaineer. The body was frozen in ice, but the authorities were eventually able to remove it along with the items nearby. They discovered that this wasn't the body of someone who had died in the recent past, but actually someone who had died around 5,000 years ago, and his body was perfectly preserved in ice just as it was when he died. Since the body was discovered in the Utzdal Alps, he became known as Utzi. Utzi's body has been as thoroughly examined as much as modern science allows. It's been measured and x-rayed. Tissue samples and stomach and intestinal contents have been examined microscopically. They've even done MRIs, CAT scans, and even tested Utzi's DNA. So what did they discover after all that testing? Well, Utzi was 5 foot 3 inches, which is 160 centimeters tall, weighed about 110 pounds, 50 kilograms, and was about 45 years of age. He was left-handed, and his shoe size was a U.S. men's 8. Analysis of pollen, dust grains, and the composition of his tooth enamel indicates that he spent his childhood in present-day Italy, near what is now the South Tyrol village of Feldruns, north of Balzano, but later went to live in valleys about 31 miles, which is 50 kilometers, farther north. When the contents of his stomach were analyzed, they found it contained the partially digested remains of ibex meat, which suggests he had a meal less than two hours before his death. Wheat grains were also found, as well as roots and fruits. They also analyzed the contents of Utzi's intestines. The results showed a meal that had been eaten about eight hours before his death. The grain, also eaten with both meals, was a highly processed einkorn wheat bran, possibly eaten in the form of bread of some kind. They found grains of einkorn and barley, and flax seeds and poppy seeds, as well as fruits and various seeds of berries around Utzi's body, so they think these items may have been part of his provisions. Pollen in the first meal showed that it had been consumed in a mid-altitude conifer forest pollen grains of hop hornbeam were also discovered. The pollen was very well preserved, with cells inside remaining intact. 
indicating that it had been fresh, about two hours old, at the time of Utsi's death, which places his death in the spring or early summer. They even analyzed Utsi's hair. High levels of both copper particles and arsenic were found in his hair. This, along with Utsi's copper axe blade, which is 99.7% pure copper, has led scientists to speculate that Utsi was involved in copper smelting. By examining Utsi's skeleton, it's thought that his lifestyle included long walks over hilly terrain. This much walking isn't characteristic of other Copper Age Europeans, so it's thought that this may indicate that Utsi was a high-altitude shepherd. Using 3D scanning technology, a facial reconstruction has been created. It shows Utsi looking old for his 45 years, with deep-set brown eyes, a beard, a furrowed face, and sunken cheeks. They were also able to tell a lot about Utsi's health through all the testing they did. They could tell that he had whipworm, an intestinal parasite. During CT scans, it was observed that three or four of his right ribs had been cracked when he had been laying face down after death, or where the ice had crushed his body. One of the two fingernails that were found shows three bows lines, which are deep, grooved lines that run from side to side on a finger or toenail. They may look like indentations or ridges in the nail bed, indicating he was sick three times in the six months before he died. The last incident, two months before he died, lasted about two weeks. They were able to tell he had Lyme disease and heart disease. It was even revealed that Utsi was lactose intolerant. Utsi's teeth showed considerable cavities. It's thought these cavities may have been brought about by his grain-heavy, high-carbohydrate diet. Utsi had a total of 61 tattoos, consisting of 19 groups of black lines ranging from one half inch to one and a half inches long. These include groups of parallel lines running around his body and to both sides of the lower spine, as well as a cross-type mark behind the right knee and on the right ankle, and parallel lines around the left wrist. The greatest concentration of markings is found on his legs, which together exhibit 12 groups of lines. A microscopic examination of samples collected from these tattoos revealed that these were created from pigment manufactured out of fireplace ash or soot. This pigment was then rubbed into small linear incisions. It has been suggested that Utsi had been repeatedly tattooed in the same locations since the majority of them are quite dark. Radiology examination of Utsi's bones showed age-conditioned or strain-induced degeneration, corresponding to many tattooed areas, including wear and tear degeneration in the knee and especially in the ankle joints. It's been speculated that these tattoos may have been related to pain relief treatments that would be similar to modern-day acupressure or acupuncture. If so, this is at least 2,000 years before their previously known earliest use in China, which was 1000 BC. Apparently, nine out of the 19 groups of his tattoos are located next to, or directly on, acupunctural areas that are used today. The majority of the other tattoos are on other acupunctural areas of the body or over arthritic joints. For example, the tattoos on his upper chest are placed on acupunctural locations that are supposed to help with abdominal pain. Since it seems Utsi had whipworm, which would cause intestinal pain, such tattoos could have helped him feel some relief, which supports the theory that they were used for therapeutic purposes. At one point, it was thought that Utsi was the oldest tattooed human mummy yet discovered. 
In 2018, however, tattoos were discovered on Egyptian mummies that were the same age as Utsi. Utsi wore a cloak made of woven grass, and a coat, a belt, a pair of leggings, a loincloth, and shoes, all made of leather of different skins. He also wore a bearskin cap with a leather chin strap. His shoes were waterproof and wide, seemingly designed for walking across the snow. They were made using bearskin for the soles, deer hide for the top panels, and a netting made of tree bark. Soft grass went around the foot and in the shoe and functioned like modern socks. The coat, belt, leggings, and loincloth were constructed of vertical strips of leather sewn together with sinew. His belt had a pouch sewn to it that contained a collection of useful items, a scraper, drill, flint flake, bone all, and some dried fungus. Other items found with Utsi were a copper axe with a wooden handle made from yew, a stone-bladed knife with a wooden handle made of ash, and a quiver with 14 arrows with viburnum and dogwood shafts. Two of the arrows, which were broken, were tipped with flint and had fletching, while the other 12 were unfinished and untipped. The quiver also held what is assumed to be bowstring, an unidentified tool, and an antler tool which might have been used for sharpening arrow points. There was also an unfinished wooden longbow made of yew that was six foot long, or 1.82 meters. Also among Utsi's possessions were two birch bark baskets and two species of mushrooms with leather strings through them. One of these, the birch fungus, is known to have anti-parasitic properties and was probably used for medicinal purposes. The other was a type of fungus that was used as tinder for fire, along with part of a fire-starting kit. The kit featured pieces of over a dozen different plants, in addition to flint and pyrite for creating sparks. Even Utsi's full genome has been sequenced. His DNA shows him to be mostly Southern European, from around Corsica and Sardinia. In October 2013, it was reported that 19 modern men from Western Austria were descendants or a close relative of Utsi. I'm sorry, but could you imagine submitting your DNA to 23andMe and it coming back that you're related to Utsi? How wild would that be? So all of this is fascinating. But to me, the main question is, what was Utsi doing there? And what happened to him 5,000 years ago that his body ended up found frozen by some hikers in 1991? When he was first found, they thought he had been caught in a storm and died of exposure. But then in 2001, they did x-rays and a CT scan that revealed that Utsi's ending was probably much more complicated. It was shown that Utsi actually had an arrowhead lodged in his left shoulder when he died and a matching small tear on his coat. This led to a theory that Utsi died of blood loss from the wound. Further studies found that the arrow's shaft had been removed before death and close examination of the body found bruises and cuts to the hands, wrists, and chest. There was also trauma indicative of a blow to the head. One of the cuts was to the base of his thumb that reached down to the bone, but had no time to heal before his death. Currently, it is believed that Utsi bled to death after the arrow entered his shoulder, lodging near the lung. Recent DNA analysis has claimed to have revealed traces of blood from at least four other people on his gear one from his knife, two from a single arrowhead in his quiver, and a fourth from his coat. 
Interpretations of these findings were that Utsi killed two people with the same arrow and was able to retrieve it on both occasions, and the blood on his coat was from a wounded comrade he may have carried over his back. Utsi's posture in death, frozen body, face down, left arm bent across his chest, could support a theory that before death occurred and rigor mortis set in, he was turned onto his stomach in the effort to remove the arrow shaft. I hope you find this all as interesting as I do. To me, being able to study the body of someone who lived 5,000 years ago and find out all these details about him and how he lived is fascinating. It amazes me how much they could find out about him from modern testing, and it makes me wonder what new technology not yet invented will be able to discover about Otzi and his life in the future. Sources used for this episode were National Geographic and Wikipedia. So that's it. That's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can reach me at dorkypod at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if I left something out or got something wrong. Or let me know if there's something in particular in history you'd like me to talk about. There's also a Facebook group called Dorky Podcast. Join it and be part of our community. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're hearing it. It helps the podcast grow. But more importantly, your feedback will help me make this a better podcast. Until we meet again, friends. 